All right, guys, good Monday afternoon. I'm Jerry Miller. Welcome to the show. It's the I Love Seville Show. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you on a show presented today by Scott Wagner of Scott Wagner Integrated Medicine. I've seen firsthand, literally firsthand, this guy really impact people's quality of life through his many, many, many safe, strategic, healthy solutions to improving your physicality. Your physicality, how you carry yourself, your body, your gait, your walk, everything. Scott Wagner, Scott Wagner Integrated Medicine, really making an impact. Um, Salvage Brewery is heading to Ivy Road. This is pretty big news here. Salvage Brewery is moving its location this fall from Woolen Mills and the Wool Factory, and it's heading to Ivy Road, across from Birdwood Golf Course, across from the Bel Air neighborhood, next to Pediatric and Associates West, in the new rehabilitated shopping center owned by Hunter Craig, that now features many of the tenants, formerly of Ivy Square Shopping Center, who moved down the road to the strip of shops across from the golf course. This is a big time, this is a big time announcement, a big time move. Um, it's gonna impact Woolen Mills, the neighborhood. It's gonna impact the Wool Factory. It's gonna impact Ivy Road. It's gonna have a lot of um, cause and effect, which we'll try to uh, unpack today on, on, on the talk show. I also wanna talk on, on the talk show if Natalie Oshrin has a legitimate shot of winning a spot on council. We are now 63 days away from the June 20 primary, the Democratic primary in the city. Three spots on council are up for grabs. Lloyd Snook and Michael Payne, the incumbents. Deshaun Cooper, Bob Fenwick, and Natalie Oshrin, um, they are uh, the challengers. Cena McGill is choosing not to run for re-election. Three spots, five candidates. you got to think Payne and Snook with the incumbency, with the, the name recognition of being an incumbent, are favorites here. Who's going to get the third spot? Oshrin, Cooper, Fenwick. Buy or sell, Natalie Oshrin can win on June 20th. I'll give you that answer. And I want to tell you something. Um, if you have yet to make the uh, Lazy Parrot on Pantops and seeing their recent renovation and or expansion, it is quite impressive. The Lazy Parrot Grill on Pantops has expanded yet again. Kevin Kirby, Cassie Kirby, that family continue to take this brand and this shopping center and continue to prove that you can run a, a, a family atmosphere sports bar with fair prices and good service and, 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 and good bar food in a shopping center that for the most part has been an afterthought. Lazy Parrot has now expanded. They have cornhole boards. They have a fantastic outdoor setting. Can you find any photographs of that expansion online, Judah? Let me see if I can... If I just put into Facebook search, Judah Wickhauer is our director. Why don't we go to the two-shot and, and welcome you to the show so folks can see, uh, can see you on the uh, talk show. You're a key contributor to the program. It's come so far. The reason I talked about this, we went there on Sunday, yesterday, my family, my wife, and our two boys, and she had a Cassie Delight, which is a, 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 a turkey and Swiss on a pretzel roll. It's a fantastic sandwich with waffle fries. I had a Cassie Delight with mac and cheese. Our son had a fantastic, uh, uh, what did he have, chicken fingers, I want to think? No, he had a grilled cheese. We had a couple of Cigar City High Lie. Dude, the place is fantastic. He's got four cornhole boards out there. He's got the best cornhole setup at the Lazy Parrot in Central Virginia. Four cornhole boards, all legitimate length, side by side by side by side. Legitimately, you can have a cornhole league there. He's got an expanded outdoor patio area with fans and outdoor TVs, an outdoor patio area that would put any outdoor patio area in Charlottesville or Almore County to shame. He's got legitimately two bars 
including a, a, a massive horseshoe-shaped bar and a smaller bar. He's got more TVs than I think any sports bar, any bar. In, I'm gonna. This might be a trivia question for the show. What restaurant and bar in Charlottesville or Albemarle County has the most televisions? What comes to mind, viewers and listeners? Carol Thorpe, Bill McChesney, Kevin Yancey, Kevin Higgins, Janice Boyce Trevilian, Lisa Custolo, Vanessa Parkhill. What restaurant in this area has the most televisions inside for sports viewing? It very well could be the Lazy Parrot. Can you think of any? Any? Curtis Shaver. No. Jules. Seriously, I have a sin- sincere question. Because the TV question is going to be a common theme today. Salvage Brewery, they're moving from Woolen Mills to Ivy Road. The reason they're moving from Woolen Mills to Ivy Road is because Salvage Brewery on the weekends is shut down as a brewery because the space is used as an event space. Their area at the Wool Factory is prioritized first as an event space. It's a beautiful space. It's a gorgeous, magnificent space. But it's a wedding event space first. Rehearsal dinners, events, big-time evenings, stuff of memories. That's what the Wool Factory, Salvage Brewery, what they're doing over there. So they said, why don't we move the brewery away from the event space? Because the brewery is damn good. The beer is fantastic. The food is excellent on the menu. Have you had the flat burger at, at Selvage Brewery yet? I've never been there. You've never been to Selvage? No. Selvage is fantastic. One of the places we feel comfortable, my wife and I, bringing our two boys, one five, and one, five years old and one four months old. Fantastic crinkle-cut fries, fantastic IPAs, fantastic flat burgers like Riverside. It's fantastic. But the brewery shuts down when they do events on the weekends. So they said, why don't we move, if we can put the lower third with the topics on screen, if we could, why don't we move the brewery from the Wool Factory to Ivy Road? Their sister company is Grit Coffee. And right now, Grit Coffee, its coffee distillery, where it makes the coffee, is located in the back of the shopping center that is home to Comer and Company. And a lot of the merchants, like Kenny Ball Antiques, that move from Ivy Square Shopping Center to Hunter Craig's shopping strip. So they're going to go from the wool factory to Ivy Road to where Grit Coffee currently distills its coffee. Grit Coffee is going to move locations. And one of the things they said in their announcement, and we have photos that we can put on screen for the viewers and listeners and the location. Let us know when we can put that on screen, J-Dubs, if we could. But one of the things they put in their announcement is, is we're going to prioritize TVs at this new spot. Look at the screen. There's a map of where Selvage is moving. Everyone look. Now we have some renderings of the inside of Selvage, of what it's going to look like, look like um, on Ivy Road. You got those? I think this is going to kill it, dude. I think this is going to kill it. It's going to be an elevated sports bar on Ivy Road First across from the Boarshead and next to Farmington. Across from the Bel Air neighborhood, across in the Merriweather School District, Murray School District. There is so much money in this area. There are so many people coveting, craving, begging for an elevated sports bar like this. Here's what I think is going to happen because of this. Viewers and listeners, listen up. Salvage Brewery going to Ivy Road. It's leaving the wool factory in the Woolen Mills neighborhood because the owners of Salvage Brewery have to close the brewery many times on the weekends for special events, private events, associated in large part to the wedding industry. They said, this beer brand we've made, Selvage Brewery, has taken off, and it deserves a permanent spot that does not have to close when we have private events. So it's going to move it across town, from the Wool Factory to Bel Air, and it's going to replace Grit Coffee, which just happens to be the sister restaurant of Selvage, the sister business, the sister brand, excuse me. It's going to go into this new spot. It's going to have TVs. It's going to be an elevated sports bar. It's going to have an approachable menu. It's going to have large space for families. It's going to be directly across from the Boarshead Resort and Burwood Golf Course. 
It's going to be next to Farmington. It's going to be right around a bunch of high-dollar neighborhoods, and it's going to be an area of town that has disposable income and families begging for this type of dining and, 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 and drinking experience. This is going to crush it. This is also going to influence, I think, Birdwood Golf Course to pick up its, um, its clubhouse and its grill area because that spot has tremendous potential. The Birdwood Grill, which is open to the public, could be a fantastic sports bar in, in its own right if it had better TVs and, 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 and just a little more TLC, if you may. The only, so, the only sad or, or, or aspect of this, the only non-positive aspect of this is there's going to be folks in Woolen Mills and those that work for Willow Tree Apps that have likely lost their walk-around-the-corner bar in Selvage. Yeah, no doubt. They said they're going to take the, uh, the workshop the little point of sale that they have at the wool factory and put three or four taps for beers there mm. and help fill the gap for those looking to wet the whistle. But still, it's not the experience of having a brewery on site. Right. And that's a fantastic spot for a brewery. It's right next to the Rivanna River and hiking trails and, 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 and the RT, the Rivanna Trail. What do you make of this? Anything you want to add? And I appreciate you putting the visuals on screen. Uh, yeah, I mean, my biggest concern when I heard about it was what uh, what's Woolen Mills going to do. Um, I'm sure they're, it's not going to it's not going to be the death of it or anything. But uh, but yeah, there'll be people that uh, that was a you know that was a close a close trip, and driving all the way up to Ivy is not going to be as. Uh, oh yeah, they won't go. Yeah. Yeah, and if you change the lower third topic, if you could put put the Woolen Mills impact. If you go the Market Street way to Selvage, my wife and I tried to go to uh, with our boys to Selvage yesterday before going to the Lazy Pear Grill, and we drove um, down Market Street to get to Selvage. You'll notice that a lot of the homes on Market Street near the Wool Factory, they don't want the traffic there. There are signs that indicate slow down your speed, um, and also, interestingly, as you pull into the Wool Factory, if you're going down Market Street... Mm-hmm. All the way to the end of Market Street. That's how you get to one of the ways you can get to uh, the Wool Factory. Yeah. Get to Selvage. They were having an oyster fest on Sunday, yesterday. So when we arrived, it was super busy. Our two boys, one of them being four months old, we didn't want to wait in the sun for too long, so we ended up going to the Lazy Parrot Grill. The way we went there was down Market Street. Mm-hmm. Market Street, as, it, as you get to the end by the Wool Factory gets really, really narrow. And frankly, it's a road for houses, for people that live there. It's not really a cut-through road or a road for brewery traffic. Mm-hmm. As you get closer and closer to the wool factory, the signs in front of the homes there say, slow down. They are somewhat uninviting, and I can't blame the homeowners because there's traffic and there's kids. I get it. And as you pull into the wool factory, there's literally a sign that says, thank you for visiting. Next time you visit the wool factory, try the other entrance. And I think the other entrance is, is on Broadway, I think is, is what I want to say. So I think there's a portion of the neighborhood that's not a huge fan of the traffic that comes to this location. So they may be breathing a sigh of relief. There also is a portion of the neighborhood that is losing its local watering hole. Yeah. I think this is also going to very much, and, and I think I truly believe this, I think this is going to even further positively influence the real estate values in the Bel Air Ivy Road corridor. Because now you have potentially an elevated sports bar family restaurant that you did not have. And one of the knocks, if you may, for that quarter is the lack of restaurant diversity. you got a fantastic restaurant in Vivace, fantastic restaurant in Moe's. Foods of All Nations has got a nice little offering. Ivy Provisions has got a nice little offering. Birdwood Grill. But really, you don't have a ton of diversity there. So this is an, an, an additional restaurant along with Dooners as well. Um, and I want to highlight this because I think this might be near and dear to your heart. I went to, um, I agree, Kevin. You really have to try to mess up a burger and fries. And these guys do a burger and fries really, really well at Selvage. That you have got, you should go. You can bring Liza and sit outside. 
at least in its current spot. They, they are expecting to move to a new location in the fall of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the smash burger with the crinkle cut fries and the house sauce that comes with it is dynamite. And it's extremely affordable. You're talking a smash burger and crinkle crinkle cunt fries for less than 10 bucks. And the beer is good. The New England is very good. Very good. Um, Positive experience. I'm going to highlight positive experiences on this show. We went to Three Notched for brunch. Queen of Ivy, Kate Schartz, is watching. Uh, you should be excited. I think this is going to kill it. Queen of Ivy, Kate Charts. Um, and James Watson, I completely agree. Uh, it's a great building. Cars pulling on and off Ivy Road, James Watson says, right there by Bel Air. Maybe a little dangerous when traffic backs up from the light, but yes, this place will crush it. It's going to crush it. Dude, like, so this is kind of like the area that I run in on a day-to-day basis. Um, especially in the evenings and afternoons, the golfers that are on Birdwood Golf Course, there's so much traffic of golfers that are on Birdwood and the Par 3 Golf Course on the Boarshead that the golfer traffic alone is going to be a fantastic base of customers for Salvage Brewery. Throw in the golfers that are at Farmington, plus the racket sports players at Farmington and Borshead, and you got a, a, an amazing base of folks that literally are prioritizing sports in their lives. They're playing golf often, or they're playing tennis and pickleball and squash often. Folks that are playing these sports often are going to be attracted to a food and beverage business that is prioritizing sports television. The current Selvage doesn't have TVs. There's no TVs. That's our one issue with going Selvage now mm. because we often want to want, want to watch a UVA game. And when we go to Selvage at Wool Factory, we know there's no TVs there. It's because it's an event space. They don't want to muck up the event space with televisions. Now they can have TVs. So this is the elevated sports bar we've been talking about in the show waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. This is This is... Positive momentum for that whole strip. Cool. Very positive momentum. All right. Um, I want to talk more positivity on today's show. If you're looking for a family experience, especially during the daytime hours of the weekend for your family, and you live on the east side of town, eastern Amar County, or if you live in the city, or if you don't, want to, you don't mind a drive a little bit, Lazy Parrot is it. And people are like, really, Lazy Parrot? Come on, that's more of a bar. That's more like, you know, to rip shots and drink beers and, and, and get hammered. And in and part, that's true. But during the daytime hours, it is family. There are TVs everywhere. There's outside seating. It is spacious. I think it might have the most sports, the most TVs for watching sports of any restaurant locally. I can, what can compete with the Lazy Parrot? Anyone for TVs uh, offered. I've got some outside shots that I'm putting up. You do? You have them on screen? There it is. That's the outside patio expansion. Cassie and Kevin, are are you leading the charge here? You guys crushed this. What? Put some other photos on there. Dude, it was affordable. I ate a meal and had a couple beers. My my wife ate a meal and had a couple beers. My kid had a grilled cheese and and a chocolate milk. And I think we were out of there after tip. And I tip well, like 60 bucks? 50 bucks? Hmm. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with small business owners putting money into their business to expand and offer nothing but positive spotlight on this show for their hard work and the risk that he took there. This is tens of thousands of dollars into this, ex- this expansion that he did. I would say the top five, what are James, what are the top five uh, Bars or restaurants for watching sports that have TVs. Lazy Parrot, I bet you, is one. Maybe Boylan Heights is up there. Timberwood Tap House on 5th Street Station is up there. What's the one downtown with the most TVs? Citizen Burger Bar, probably. What has the most TVs in Stonefield? Burton's or Burger Batch, probably. The most TVs in Stonefield. 
I'm Riverside ready. doesn't have a ton of TVs. I think yeah. Lazy Parrot might have the most TVs. Yeah. Try it, family. I think you guys would love it. All right, let's play a little uh, buy or sell. And I'm going to set the stage. And I want your take on this. You've been very uh, talkative today. <laughs> um, I know you've had a lot going on today. He's been quite busy this morning, this Monday. Uh, we're 63 days away from the June primary. The Democratic primary is June 20th. 63 away. Natalie Oshrin, Bob Fenwick, Deshaun Cooper, Michael Payne, Lloyd Snook. Three spots, five people. Two of the five people are incumbents. Yeah. Three, no one really knows, although folks do remember Bob Fenwick. He served one term on council. He's also lost a couple efforts. Buy or sell, Natalie Oshrin can win on June 20th in the Democratic primary. I think she's got a great chance. You're buying? Yeah, yeah. Why are you buying? I mean, uh, first of all, like I said, uh, seeing that picture with, uh, with, with Dave Norris. At I the mean, Pippin Hill wedding. I don't know how much... Uh, Circulating how on much Twitter. ...discussion they've, uh, they've had between them, but uh, if she's got his ear and is taking his advice, I would say that helps her greatly. Uh, additionally, uh, as a woman, I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna garner um, more of the vote than uh, than uh, Fenwick's uh, familiarity with the the city's fami- familiar familiarity with his name will garner him and Deshad Cooper's. Uh, uh, relative newness uh, will, uh, I, I think, will end up hurting him. Cooper and Oshrin both unknowns. Yeah. Fenwick, a known with baggage. Yeah. Bob Fenwick is a, a known commodity. He's got some baggage with that commodity, with that awareness. Payne and Snook, I think, are slam dunks to get reelected. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have a problem with any of the... uh... The third spot is what's curious. Interestingly, there's a very good chance that council will be all male for another two years. There's a chance... I don't say another, because right now Leah Perrier replaced Cita McGill. But there's a chance that council could be male for two years if Ocean does not win. Right. McChesney says if Fenwick is in the primary, he won't be on the ballot unless he runs as an independent. Uh, Fenwick's running as a Democrat. So Fenwick will be in the Democratic primary on June 20th. Uh, Mayor of McIntyre, Bill McChesney. I'm also buying that Natalie Oshrin has a chance to win. I think Natalie Oshrin has to do a very good job between now and June 20th of getting in front of as many people as possible. I've, if you check out her website, Nat4Seville, and it's the number four, N-A-T-4, the number, Seville.com, she's got some pretty good platform points. Yeah, I haven't read the whole thing, but it seemed like she had a pretty good grasp of the topics, so uh, I always, I'm always appreciative of that rather than just, uh, you know, kind of a... Word salad? Yeah, word salad. We've uh, seen word salad from previous candidates in previous elections. Yeah. And you see it all over the all the time with lots of candidates, uh, you know, in and out of Charlottesville. It's just you know, I, I think some of them, some of them probably don't have solutions and are hoping they'll uh, they'll be figure out on by, the fly by people that uh, that have answers to those things once they get into office. Others, I think, are just uh, you know, they're they're more about the uh, they're more about the the shallow surface level. Uh, uh, you know, appearance, and uh, there's not really a whole lot ticking underneath. Uh, so I, I'm always, I always appreciate it when a candidate, you know, seems like they have uh, actionable ideas. Does it matter from a looks 
perspective, actuality, reality, results, whatever you want to call it, however you want to paint it, however you want to lump it, does it matter having a female on the dais? Is an all-male council a bad look? Is an all-male city council a bad look, viewers and listeners? Because it very well could happen. That's a tough one. I mean, you know... When's I'm, the last time we've had an all-male city council? I, I don't think... See, if... I, and I hope most of the people out there, should be more interested in... Uh, in Results. In ability. Good governance. In merit rather than, uh, you know, rather than tokenism. And so... Uh, That's easy to say. What's that? That's easy to say. That's easy to say. I mean, that's the right, that's the company line. That's the right, that's the right thing to say. The reality is, is an all-male council will have a perception that we that will we'll have people jumping to conclusions. There will be a perception associated with an all-male council. And it would be an all-male council for two years. Okay? And 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 an all here's a better question. Here's another question for you. Let's say it's Fenwick that wins. Then not only do you have an all-male council, you have an all-male council where four of the five are white. Yeah. I mean, that right there, that's a, that's, that's a, people will have conversations about that. Because mm -hmm. that doesn't speak to diversity. And it certainly doesn't speak to the progress you think the city or we think or we believe that the progress that the city is pursuing or wants to embrace, who would not call Charlottesville a progressive city? I would call Charlottesville a progressive city. Would you call Charlottesville progressive? Yeah. How progressive is Charlottesville if four of five potentially men on its leadership team are white males? Or does that not matter? That's certainly a talking point and it, something worth I conversating. It doesn't matter, but... Uh... Uh, it is a it's a loaded question. I mean, uh, it begs the question: Do you uh, should everybody vote for uh, for Dejad? Should what? Should everybody vote for uh, for Mr. Cooper? You're saying should everyone vote for Mr. Cooper for diversity purposes? Playing devil's advocate um, with the host right here. I think you should vote for who. You yeah. think is the most qualified person to lead this city, regardless of age or race. Yeah. Whoever's the most qualified. The reality hope, is, and though. I hope most other people will be doing that as well. I totally and, get that. But the reality is, the reality is, results. the reality is, there's people that are going to say what I just said. You and I would vote for the most qualified person, and we hope other people will. Yeah. If the most qualified person ends up being Bob Fenwick, there's going to be naysayers that say four, all five people are men and four of the five are white. Yeah. Get ready. And I think anyone that makes this run, and my politics are different than all five, and my politics align with some of the five better than others in the five, regardless props to any one of the five that are running because what you're doing takes courage. And it ain't, it ain't easy. Okay, so we're both buying that Natalie Oshran can win. If you had to rank the five, how would you rank them in order of likelihood of winning on June 20th? We're 63 days away from knowing this. I think I'd, I think I'd, go, uh, I think I'd go Natalie, Bob, and Deshaun. Overall, though, Snook one, Payne two, yeah. Natalie three. Right. I, I would go with yours right there as well. So you and I, if we were betting people, are both saying Osherin on council. Yeah. Along with Snook and Payne. I'm, that's where right now, 63 unless, days away. Yeah, unless there's some drastic... Uh, Something comes up between yeah. now and then. That's how I'm, my money is too. Why not Fenwick? Because of the collateral damage? Because of the baggage? Yeah, I think because of the baggage, uh, I think... Uh, I don't know... Uh, He's, as, he's also, as you said, a, uh, a white male. I think, if, uh, I think if we get any decent number of, uh, of um, women and people of color coming out to vote, 
uh, I just see him getting, uh, getting a smaller percentage of the overall vote if that's the case. We'll follow it. Um, crazy times. Crazy times. I would have liked to have seen more depth and diversity with the candidates. I mean, that's the thing. You can't... Uh, there's I, not... There's unless, not... Unless somebody wants to run, you, you know, you, what are you going to do? Like, say, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Bob, you can't run this, this time because we don't have enough diversity in, the, uh, in our choices. Look at our state, our state Senate... Our state Senate races. Cree Deeds, Sally Hudson. White. State Senate race. Cree Deeds, Sally Hudson, white. You also have Council. You have Oshrin, Snook, Payne, Fenwick, white. Deshaun Cooper, African American. Yeah. Uh, Almar County Board of Supervisors. Not a single person of color is running Almar County Board of Supervisors. Almar County School Board. Not a single person of color is announced for the Admiral County School Board. Mm-hmm. Delegate race, Bellamy Brown. Yeah. Delegate race, Katrina Colson. Kellen Squire, Amy Lawfer, white. Such little diversity this election cycle. Think about it. This election cycle, from a diversity standpoint, only city council and only the delegate race. The one delegate race. None other. None other. Yep. Hmm. All right, let's get to some comments here. Bill McChesney says, Bob Fenwick may be too fiscally conservative to win. Hmm. Wow. Fenwick lost in 2019. Four years ago. Fenwick's got August 12th and that vote on the resume. We'll see what happens. McChesney, I appreciate your comment. James Watson says, from a television's standpoint, here are the places with the most TVs. Buffalo Wild Wings, 29 North, Citizen Burger Bar, Boylan Heights, Mellow Mushroom, Ralph Sampson's, Belmont Pizza, Cardinal Hall, very few places with TVs and good parking. I wish the old Amtrak Wild Wings was still open. James, this, that's an excellent comment. You can tell he's a sports fan. You, you can tell he likes something wet, like a cold beverage. Um, I think Lazy Parrot Grill, I know Lazy Parrot Grill has more TVs than Mellow Mushroom. I know Lazy Parrot Grill has more TVs than Citizen Burger Bar. I know Lazy Parrot Grill has more TVs than Boylan Heights. I know Lazy Parrot Grill has more TVs than Ralph Sampson's. I know Lazy Parrot Grill has more TVs than Belmont Pizza and Cardinal Hall. I do not know if Lazy Parrot Grill has more TVs than Buffalo Wild Wings on 29 North. I've never been to Buffalo Wild Wings 29 North. Um, Oh, James said on a different comment, it's between Buffalo Wild Wings, Lazy Parrot, and Boylan Heights. I know they have more than Boylan Heights. I do not know Buffalo Wild Wings. That's a hell of a trivia question. Hmm. What restaurant in Charlottesville City or Almaro County, what has the most TVs? Todd Raff says Pro Renata may be on that list. Hmm. How many TVs? Do you think Pro Renata has more TVs, James and Todd and Kevin Higgins and Kate and Lisa Costello and Janice Boyce Trevilian and Bill McChesney and Kevin Higgins and Kevin Yancey and John Blair and, and Dylan's Rule and Ginny Who, do you think it and Vanessa Parkle, do you think Pro Renata has more TVs than Lazy Pair Grill? That's a trivia question waiting to happen. What sports bar has the most TVs in Central Virginia? It also necessitates going out and figuring out the answer to that. Oh, so the research is gonna go watch sports and drink beer <laughs> and eat wings. Oh darn. South Street, I love South Street. I know that, I know that uh, Todd Raff, thank you for leaving that comment. Um, that's a Bill's Backer Bar, South Street. You're exactly right. I've gone to South Street many times. My wife and I and our boys, we love the uh, cheese curds at South Street and the wonton nachos. They're damn good. But Lazy Pear Grill has 2X, maybe 3X, maybe 4X the TVs of South Street. Lazy Parrot, put the outside patio photos on. They have TVs on the outside. Did you see the TVs on the outside patio? Can you see them in those photos? 
He expanded with TVs all over outside. Dude dropped ducats on screens. There's three there. And I think there's three on this other side here on the left. It's either Buffalo Wild Wings or LPG. Um, Florence Worley Via Via. Florence Worley Via is missing the Wild Wings Cafe at the old Amtrak station. I think that may have had more than Lazy Parrot, the Wild Wing Cafe. That place was so dope. Wild Wing Cafe. Wild Wing Cafe had a, such a good wing bar for lunch where you could go there for like $5.95 and have all-you-can-eat wings at Wild Wing Cafe. Damn. Wild Wing Cafe was one of the best spots to watch basketball and sports and football. On Friday nights, PJ Styles from Hot 1019 would turn the upstairs of Wild Wing Cafe into like a nightclub on Friday nights hmm. with lot, like music he was spitting. That spot was so dope. That was one of the first casualties of COVID was the Wild Wing Cafe. Yeah. Chad Raglan's Wild Wing Cafe. Oh, Florence meant Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, Florence, you're all over it. I think it's either Buffalo Wild Wings or uh, LPG. All right. You want to close with anything? Yeah, I got a couple shout-outs. Oh, shout-outs. Yeah. I had... Uh... Had lunch at uh, Guajiro's. Oh, I love Guajiro's. We were going to go yesterday. on Saturday. You went yesterday? Yeah. Was and it so good? It was incredible. Um, I had taken my parents there one time before. Did you get photos? No. Oh. And uh, we had, we'd loved it before, but I'd forgotten about some of the, some of the really cool stuff. So, uh, so this time I made sure... To uh, to get some uh, to get us an order of queso frito. Oh, so good, right? That was a great way to start. Our uh, all of our meals were great, and uh, I remembered to make sure to finish uh, finish up with a couple of the uh, pastelitos, which were which are just amazing. I'd had them before, but I hadn't had them uh, fresh out of the oven, warm. Oh, incredible! And uh, uh, Danilo. Was uh, he was there? Was serving us. Did you re- did he recognize you? And he was perfect. Did you say hello? Yeah, I said hello. Okay. Uh, and uh, my dad was talking to him in in Spanish, and uh, my dad, like Big Jim Wickhauer, we love him. If if there are French fries on the menu, my dad will order French fries. Where do you where do these French fries stack up? And give us the French fries snapshot. I don't know. I. I don't know how they stack up compared to other French fries. I didn't have them, but uh, but my dad always asks for his fries burnt because he knows he's never going to get them burnt. He just wants them. He just wants them crispy, and it's it's almost like clockwork. Everywhere we go, they bring out a normal a normal set of fries, and my dad's like, uh, could, "Could we? Can I get these crispy?" And uh, if you they, see Big Jim Wickhauer, they, burn the fries. They came out. Uh, they came out perfect. So that was that was awesome. Uh, so kudos to those guys. And here's here's my second kudos. Oh. And it's crazy because it happened at Guajiro's. Uh, my mom brought up the um, my mom brought up the uh, the thing with uh, with Rahal asking for asking the city for money and. I said, oh, that's, you know, uh, there's this whole, you know, we did this whole thing on, on Rory Stolzenberg, yeah. his uh, tweet. And so I'm telling my parents, I'm like, yeah, Rory's like really smart, uh, but, he's, but he's also really sarcastic. Rory Stolzenberg getting some props on the program right now. Yeah. Hold on, let, well, me, let, me, let me, should I tag Rory on, on Twitter, on the Twitter's verse? On the Twitter fear? Okay. Here's the, here's the crazy thing. All of a sudden, this guy turns around, sitting right at the table next to us, and says, I'm Rory Stolzenberg. <laughs> no way! He was there? And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I put my hand out, and I shook his hand, and I'm like, hey. And, uh, who was he there? Was he there with his girlfriend? Uh, I don't know who he was there with, but, uh, but he chatted a little with my parents. and uh, What did he have to say? Described the situation, and... Uh, and he said that we th- kind of threw him under the bus. <laughs> we did? How did we throw him under the bus? <laughs> said we did? How did we throw him I under the bus? I said the same thing. I was like, look, 
I, I'm just responding to, to things as I, you know, as I, as I hear them. Because uh, he's saying we brought up the tweet that talked about him calling out Tomas Rahal of Quality Pie. Maybe. And by us discussing that tweet, it threw him under the bus? Yeah, or maybe just our, uh, maybe our reaction to it uh, threw him under no the bus. No way. I don't know. Rory, but, I was fair with that. I'm around. But he, he didn't look particularly broken up over it. Of course and, not. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Okay, Rory Stolzenberg. You, he's a planning commissioner, Charlottesville City. You are getting some props right now from J-Dubs on the I Love Seville <laughs> VA show. So let me understand something. Mm-hmm. You're at Guajiros on Sunday. Yeah. You're enjoying a little Cuban cuisine. Oh, we also got the... Big yeah, Jim Wickhauer goes in there and says, I want my French fries burnt. Okay. Something like that. Like that. I didn't understand the Spanish. <laughs> you get the fried cheese appetizer. Oh yeah. The conversation starts circling around. Some pleasantries, some weather talk, some family chitter chatter, and next thing you Something know, like you're that. having a conversation about Rory Stolzenberg. Yeah. And you're talking about Rory, giving him props. I'm looking talking for, about quality pie. I'm, I'm looking for his tweet. Literally talking about the tweet that was the conversation for a couple days on this show that was on the front page of the newspaper. Yeah. About him calling out Tomas of Quality Pie and some of his zoning stances Tomas has had in the past. Yeah. And Rory turns around and says, I'm Rory Stolzenberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that literally happened. And I wasn't sure if he recognized me or not, so I stuck my hand out. Shook did his he hand recognize and, you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, of course uh, he recognized you. And, you know, I, I got to give him props because he's a very recognizable uh, guy. He's a, uh, he's, yeah, he's a, He's cool, a likable guy. Cool, likable, laid-back guy. Yeah. He, you know, he talk, we don't have to agree he, with everything he, he, he says. My, he talked to my parents. He, uh, he explained the situation from his perspective. And, uh, Did he overhear you talking about the tweet? I mean, I hadn't, we hadn't said a whole lot. He probably overheard me saying that he was a, a smart guy and very sarcastic. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's such a small world. Yeah. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, the five degrees of Rory Stolzenberg. Judah Wickhauer. Um, Guajiros, uh, Julian Freeman says, Curtis and I just left Guajiros. Julian Freeman and Curtis Shaver are going to have the wedding of the year. Awesome. I cannot wait to attend. Um, Guajiros is the bomb. You got the fried cheese? Got the fried cheese. The fried cheese cubes are ridiculously good. The coffee is ridiculously good. The Cuban sandwich is good. It's like, I don't even know what it is. It's like a honey something sauce. It was delicious the fried plantains are really good here's a trivia question got, for you uh, and i got the uh uh what is it the frozen what, iced uh cafe con leche oh so good it was amazing didn't even need to add any sugar to it so Perfect. good um julian love when you watch the show exclamation point send the comment to jules i just texted it to jules on um Trivia question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Name the last two restaurants to operate in the Guajiros location. Last two restaurants to operate. I don't even... Uh, I think one of them was... Uh, what is it? La Toile Verde? Is that ah, La Toile was one of them. Judah Wickhauer's got one. He's for one for one, ladies and gentlemen. Do you, Do you know think Judah Wickhauer's going to get the other one right? Yes or no? Do you think Judah Wickhauer is going to get the other one white? You got one. Latois was one. There was one between Latois and Guajiros that operated in that location. Viewers and listeners, does this guy look at the screen, look at Judah's face? He's thinking. He's pensive. Is he going to get this right? I don't think I even have the slightest idea. All right. Your time is running out. What was the other restaurant? I will give you a hint. Gosh, this is not a great hint to give. The owner of this restaurant is no longer alive. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think that helps me. Hmm. This type of restaurant prioritized its wine list. That's a second hint. Prioritized wine list. Did it start with the C? It did not start with the C. <laughs> it did not start with a C. I have no C. idea, and I don't think that would have helped me anyways. This type of restaurant moved from another location in Almaro County to this location for its 2.0 iteration. 
This restaurant previously was located in the shops of Stonefield. Stonefield. Come on. Really? I, I know you can do this. It was previously located in the shops of Stonefield before shutting down in Stonefield and reopening on West Main Street. You got this. I know before you can do this. Before moved in there? Yes. And after Latois. I have no idea. Does anyone know? Janice Boyce Trevilian, it is not Continental Divide. It is not Continental no, Divide. That's still there and has been for a while. Continental Divide is still there. That's a good guess, though. Ah, oh, Olivia Branch. Olivia Branch is so smart. Parallel 38. Olivia, you looked fantastic um, in your hat for Garden Week. I very much enjoy seeing the photography that you post on your Facebook page, Queen of Keswick, Olivia Branch. Parallel 38, the last two restaurants to operate in the Guajiros location, Parallel 38 and La Trois. A lot of people said that location was cursed. The Guajiros brothers are saying otherwise. It's, we tried I mean, to go there on Saturday. We went to brunch at Three Notched instead with the boys. We tried to go to Guajiros instead on Saturday. We drove by Guajiros. The line was wrapped outside the door down West Main. Well, we got lucky. It wasn't, uh, there was a little wait, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, Harvey was... Harvey, Love Harvey. Harvey. Harvey Mayorga. Harvey was making it work back and forth, back and forth. He's uh, the man. I, I pointed him out to my parents, but he was too busy to stop. Um, they, Julian Harvey, Freeman also got P38, Parallel 38. Those, those, guys, those guys work hard. They, I think they've earned, uh, they've earned every bit of... Uh, success. Yeah, success. 100%. You know the only thing I want from Guajiros? Can we do a different lower third? Because we're not talking about that. I don't know what lower third you can put it up there. Maybe just we'll our names. Just take it off. Maybe just our names. Um, Curtis Shaver got it right too. Parallel thirty-eight. Aren't you next to Jules right now, Curtis? She said parallel thirty-eight. Are you looking at her paper and cheating on the test and looking across the aisle on her desk for the answer, Curtis? Is that what you're doing over there? Good to see you, my friend. Um, the only thing that I want from Guajiros. And this is like almost, this is a compliment. I wish they were open for dinner. They take, they, they close for dinner. Mm-hmm. They stay open for br- uh, brunch and lunch and breakfast. And breakfast is served, oh, he's mowing the lawn. Curtis is mowing the lawn. I love that photo that, he po- that you posted, Jules, on Facebook of Curtis with the fro with the lightsaber next to his package over there. That was freaking hilarious. Um, it's not open for dinner. Right. That is a shame. It's not a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. I, it's a shame for us, but we understand why they don't do it. They're so busy, and, they, and it's a staffing thing. They need a break to be with their families. Yeah. All right, that's today's talk show. We hope you enjoyed it. What did you take? Anything you learned today? I think you would like the Cassie Delight at Lazy Parrot. The what? The Cassie Delight. It's on a pretzel bun. A good Ca- Cassie? Cassie Delight, yeah. And you know, my wife makes this comment. She goes, where do you find a good bacon, egg, and cheese on a hard roll? I hate hard rolls. I love hard rolls. Why? Because they scratch the roof of your mouth? It hurts the roof of your mouth? Is that why? No, because when you take a bite, like, everything squeezes out the back. Unless, of course, they're smart, and I've never found a place that is. They don't cut all the way through. And they wrap the thing in butcher paper. Okay, you're, gosh, you, you on the butcher paper kick again. They don't have to cut the hard, hard roll all the way through, so it kind of makes a pita on the back of the hard roll that can absorb everything. If it actually works that way, that's great. But uh, I love the butcher paper idea. Don't get me wrong. The butcher paper idea is a brilliant idea. You yes. love the butcher paper idea. I, it was, uh, whenever I've seen it used, it's amazing because it catches all, you know, especially if you've got something like a chili burger, you end up with, like, you know, leftover chili, yeah, cheese. The good stuff. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. I, I Give me a back on a hard roll. Someone do a back on a hard roll. Bacon, egg, and cheese. It's, an, it's oh. bacon, B, egg, E, cheese, C, back. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what they say. What? No, no, I don't know what they say. What do they say? <laughs> They say Normally when you have the you say that, hey, you know what they say. You, you know then say? say what they say. Well, I thought about it and I was like, eh, it's gonna go over most people's heads. Uh, you haven't closed with your Yiddish drop yet. Can we close with a Yiddish? 
mm. mention? And then we'll get out of here. Uh, You're going to the Clifton for a photo shoot today. Yeah, I know. Um, Yiddish. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that uh, I haven't... Uh... For Ginny Who on Twitter. Give her a little Yiddish. Dylan's rule, hello. Let's see. Um, good Yiddish. Did I, I think I already told you guys Shana Madel. What? Shana Madel. Come again? Shana Madel. What does that mean? It means little princess. Ooh, you're, you're calling me little princess? I didn't call you little princess. Who is Shana Mail? What? Sounds like uh, a lady of the night that's working at like Buster's in Oklahoma City. Shana Madel. Pretty girl or a well-behaved girl? Who are you calling Shayna Mail? I'm not calling anyone Shayna Mail. Oh, is that your Ask Yiddish me drop? For Yiddish. Oh, that's your Yiddish drop. Okay. <laughs> well, you, I thought you would use it like in the course of closing the show or something. All right. So, what's the exact phrase right there? Shayna Madel. How do I say the last word? Madel. Madel. Yeah, Madel. Like Shayna Shania Twain, Shania Madel, Shayna Madel. Kind of. Okay. All right. Well, you're no Shayna Madel. And neither are you. <laughs> so long, everybody. That's the Monday edition of the I Love Sivo show for Judah Wickhauer. My name is Jerry Miller. I am no Shayna Madel. Neither are you. My aunt named one of her dogs that. Your aunt named one of her dogs Shayna Madel? Little the, Princess? They, they, all of her dogs had Yiddish names. The lead of tomorrow's show should be your aunt's Yiddish dog names. All right. Okay. I'll, We're going to write that down? I'll hold off. The lead of tomorrow's show, your aunt's Yiddish dog names. That's going to be the lead? Well, it should be somewhere on the show. Make sure it's in the, the PTI tomorrow, in the rundown tomorrow. Are we still on the show? Yeah. The show is still on? Yeah. Okay. Can you please make sure that it's in the, the uh, Facebook, in the uh, rundown your aunts, she has five of them? No. I'm what, not. Are your, what, are your, what are your relatives has five dogs? Really? You said that on the show. Okay. Doesn't your grandma have like five dogs? Or your aunt? Who's the one that brings the, the business card to the uh, bar with her? Lit her lit that was her my grandmother, but she never had any pets. Do you have any females in your family with five dogs? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many dogs my aunt has. Uh, some of them have passed away. Um, that might be your homework. <clears throat> All right. All right. Have a good afternoon, everyone. <laughs>